0: Hello and welcome to the Top of the Week podcast, a division of the College Heights Herald and Revolution 91.7. I'm Laurel Deppin.
1: And I'm Rebecca Alvi. In this week's episode, we discuss recent WKU incidents involving the use of a racial slur and the response by students in the administration.
0: A Twitter video posted in August showed members of sorority Alpha Z Delta singing along to a song which included a racial slur without omitting it.
1: Following the story's publication, the Herald obtained another video, which included a member of sorority Chi Omega using the same slur in a song without omitting it. The administration handled both incidents similarly, using it as what Director of Media Relations Bob Skipper referred to as a teachable moment. Disciplinary action was left to both sororities' national organizations. Despite WKU's decision, two SGA senators organized a protest to demand the removal of AZD from campus. 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 At the most recent SGA meeting, a resolution to punish AZD was passed, but later vetoed by the executive board. Throughout coverage of these incidents, the Herald was consistently met with questions on why this is important. Laurel, following these incidents and these questions, you decided to take a deeper look into the history and the meaning of this specific racial slur. So I wanted to answer a
0: lot of the questions that people had been asking following our coverage of this. Um, Obviously, the historical implications of the word needed to be addressed. And... I also wanted to take a look at the words used specifically in music, because that's what most of these people were asking. They were like, well, so this is in a song, so it's different than yelling that word at someone directly. So I wanted to explore that um, aspect of it. And I also wanted to ask people about what it meant to reclaim a word, because a lot of people have said, well, black people can use this word because they're reclaiming it. And then, uh, you know, of course, we heard the other side where it's like, well, if um, these people are putting it in their music, then why can't we as consumers say that? Um, So I spoke with a lot of people about the history of the slur um, and it the there's the Latin root word is Niger. And that is used and you see roots of that in languages that have um, a Latin background. Um, so, of course, in America and in English, the word Negro was used to describe black people. And then the slur itself um, is a phonetic spelling of a white Southern mispronunciation of Negro. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was used commonly in the time of like black minstrel shows and Jim Crow. So these stereotypes that were portrayed in these black minstrel shows, which to be clear, were white people in blackface performing as these characters. These stereotypes, they were always um, associated with people who didn't have a lot of morality, who weren't smart, and it just didn't have social grace. And social grace is the term that uh, Selena Sanderford who is a professor of history and African-American studies here at Western, uh, told me. Um, we had this conversation and she said, historically, that word came to um, stay as a slang and colloquial, and colloquial term that associated with these negative qualities and these negative characteristics. Um, And then she made the point that this word continued to be used after the Civil War as a reminder of either white supremacy or black inferiority, um, just as a cultural kind
1: of reminder. So with all that historical context in mind, why is there still kind of a debate on why white people should not be using this word? I think a lot of that debate comes in because
0: now in 2019, that song is used in pop culture a lot Um, obviously there are a lot of movies that use it Um, Quentin Tarantino movies I think face a lot of uh, controversy because of the frequent use of the word Um, and just like in mainstream music like uh, rap and hip-hop it's used pretty frequently Um, and so I decided to look at that from I decided to look at the issue from that lens. I spoke to a professor of folklore here at Western um, who teaches a folklore in the media class um, about uh, hip hop in this word specifically. So what she told me is that from a folkloric study and perspective, um, you look at the act of singing a song within a context. But if you move that song into a different context, then it has a new meaning. So what she used um, as an example is the song Happy Birthday and how you can sing that to a family member, a loved one. And, you know, it's just happy birthday. But then you get a different context, like when Marilyn Monroe famously like sang Happy Birthday, Mr. President. It was the same like song and the same lyrics, but because it was in a different context, it had a different meaning at that point. Um, and so she used she talked about this setting and she said that with this context, you also have to think about the racial, like implications of the word and the negative history um, of, of that that when that word has all of that tradition, you need to think about it when it is moved to a different context. So like when, you know, a black artist is singing that song, that's one context. But then if a group of white people is singing that song, that's also a separate context. This is a very convoluted issue. I'm
1: sorry if I'm struggling through it a little bit. <laughs> um, that's quite all right, Laurel. Um, <laughs> um, so since it is a convoluted issue and it's still a pretty... Complicated issue for people to understand sometimes. How have you seen that played out either through your interviews or through things that have happened on campus since these incidents came to light? Almost everyone
0: that I spoke with for this story had a different opinion on whether that word is able to be said and who's allowed to say that word. Um, I spoke to Sandra Ardry, who's the director of African American Studies, and she she pointed to the fact that within the black community, there's also several other communities and each has a different perception of of that word. But I mean, as a general rule, people view it as more acceptable for black people to say than for white people to say, regardless of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's generational and class differences like um older black people who like remember that word like being used um in such a harmful and negative way are more likely to not say it um whereas young people see it like in their in their music and in speaking with each other and it seems like a term of endearment or of like camaraderie I mentioned DOS earlier when she said that singing singing the word in a song doesn't necessarily show inherent racism, um, but it does show, in her opinion, a lack of sensitivity to how a word like that that has such a rich history of... A word like that that has such a history of um, being harmful to a group of people and kind of just, like, brushing that off is a lack of sensitivity towards, like... Black people's feelings rather than inherent racism. Bob Skipper had a conversation with um, leaders at the Herald, and I brought this up to him this issue. And he said that the way that the administration viewed it was as there's a different meaning um, when you're singing a song versus when you're insulting someone directly. And that's why the administration chose to act the way that it did. and essentially, he said that he didn't necessarily understand a lot a lot of this and said that a lot of people on campus
1: don't understand um, and kind of called for more education. So I guess the last question I have, and I'm sure what people are, are really interested in knowing, is with all of this history and understanding and conversation we've been having, what is really the next steps or what did your sources say was kind of the um, best solution to preventing further incidents like this? Um, Two people kind of said the same thing in different ways.
0: So um, Bob Skipper pointed to educating people and making and just having discussions from people who view the situation in different ways so that everybody can understand where the other side is coming from um, and things like that. And Also, Sandra Ardrey also said that education is the best way to handle this. Both Skipper and Ardrey mentioned that that's what higher education is about, is introducing people to new ideas and new information so that they can be more informed and maybe in this case, culturally sensitive.
1: This has been a Top of the Week podcast, a division of the College Heights Herald and Revolution 91.7.
0: Until next Wednesday, have a great week.